When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, and our buddy Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, uh, who joins us every other week. Tyler Fornis of VikingsWire.com uh, joins us uh, on the weeks that Chip does not. Chipper, um, we're in that weird sort of, uh, I think, really only NFL dead period before training camp here where teams are actually off uh, trying to enjoy the 4th of July. Coaches, I'm sure, are sweating that the players don't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> but one thing we didn't talk about, I don't think last time that we discussed, was the Kirk Cousins press conference um, that I believe was after the first mini camp practice where mm-hmm. cousins, where cousins, I, I actually asked him about his contract, and he said, "There's nothing new. I don't expect to speak about it or with them, with the team about it until next March, which obviously will walk him into a very interesting period because he'll be on the precipice then of being a free agent for the second time in his career." Did that surprise you at all that he hadn't, you know, that he acknowledged that there hadn't been talks, and? I guess here's the most important question if you're a Vikings fan. What do you think the plan is right now, and do you think that they know? Yeah, I I, I would say I was sort of surprised by that. Um, I've been saying all along that I that I could envision, like, one of those scenarios where we show up at camp and, like, hey, we got, you know, players are reporting here, and, oh, by the way, here's Kirk Cousins. We've announced that we had an extension with him for a year or two. Um, yep. But he pretty much closed that door emphatically with you when you asked that, asked that question. I mean, he said, you know, we'll revisit this after the season. So if you take that for, you know, the truth and that there's nothing going on, um, it seems like the, you know, when they broke it off, they broke it off. And that's, they're going to play it out and on both sides. So um, I, I guess I was a little surprised because I, I, I thought eventually, Judd, we know Kirk wants the longer term. We know the Vikings want shorter term. I thought there was a chance they would meet in the middle. And, you know, maybe they can do that after a season. But I thought there was a chance they could meet in the middle before they arrived at training camp. Well, it's weird, too, because if he has a good year, you know, it's going to cost him yeah. a lot more, in, 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 in which case he might be gone. If he doesn't have a good good year, would they want to bring him back? I just I think it's so intriguing that at least for now that we don't really have any clue what the plan is. Cause it's not Jaron no. Hall, you know, no, it's not Jaron Hall. No. Uh, I mean, he barely gets reps at now. Granted, it's just, it's, it's, you know, 
OTAs and minicamp as, as a rookie. But I don't think they drafted Jaron Hall with the idea that he's going to be the replacement. So what what is the plan? I think there's probably, realistically, three different plans that they're that – they're, if you had a, a whiteboard in Kwesi's office, plan one, plan two, plan three. I think plan one is revisit this with Cousins, see how he plays this year and revisit it and possibly sign him to another, you know, short-term deal after this season if he's willing to to do that. Plan two, bridge quarterback, which would be the least attractive to me. Plan three, which I don't think they want to do, is draft a guy and start him. I guess you could draft a guy and still have a bridge quarterback. I mean, you could marry those two, but I I don't know that they have a – concrete plan right and say this is what we're going to do i think it's sort of open-ended well and I, I guess to go back to kirk for a second too chipper i'm curious on this one so kirk has said and it, it's not surprising and by the way he's been paid very well for quite a while now by the vikings he has said all the right things about how, how much he likes it here how much his family does yeah but you know it's interesting because cousins has has sort of thrived in his career by being defiant of things at times yeah and so yeah. I just wonder, I wonder how far you can push him before he says, and again, I'm assuming that, that he has a strong year. How far can you push him before he pushes back and says, you had a chance last year. Yeah. You didn't do it. You didn't talk to me that much. So I'm at the very least going to explore my options. Cause you got to think somebody, I, I mean, in this league quarterback starved teams, somebody's going to step up to the plate with probably more than the Vikings can offer given the guys that they have to bring back beyond Kirk Cousins. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, we see it take the quarterback position out of the way, but you see it a lot of times in the NFL where a guy has to weigh, let's say Harrison Smith, right. Or whoever takes a pay cut. It's like, yeah, you didn't get the deal you wanted, but you really want to go start over somewhere else at this age in your career. We see guys that will, you know, except, you know, I don't want to move houses, but my kids might be in school, blah, blah, blah. I like the area, I like the everything, you know, so they'll stay. Quarterback's different. Um, I mean, do you let's say Kirk plays well this year? Do you envision another team giving him a five-year deal at this point in his career? Oh boy, I would say no. But maybe I, you know, I, I, I guess there could be a team out there that's that's willing to do it. But I, 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 I think. But how about a four-year that's richer than what the Vikings can afford, assuming the Jefferson contract's done? Yeah, I. You know, there might be a team out there that says that feels like they're there. You know, they're on the cusp of something, and they and but again, Judd, he's not whatever contract he signs, it's not going to be cheap. You know, right? He, and I just don't think he's going to have a a bad year, quote bad year. I mean, I think the stats are going to be there when you look at what he's surrounded by. This system, he's healthy, takes care of his body. I I, I think he's going to have another highly productive year. Stats wise, um, so it's. I mean, it is a fascinating thing yeah. to see how this is going to play out because you know it's a lame duck year for him um, and for the organization in terms of the most important decision that they're going to make here in a long time. Absolutely, and I think it was last week, if I'm not mistaken, on, on this chipper, Mike Florio of PFT had a piece about how, and he he's speculating here, but had a piece about how San Francisco and the Rams would make perfect sense to try to pursue Kirk 
uh, potentially. San Francisco, to me, that's always – until Kirk's done playing or Kyle yeah. Shanahan leaves San Francisco, that's always going to make some sense. But, you know, if Kirk has a good year – and I'm with you. Second year in the system, he's going to have uh, uh, resources. And, I, like, this yeah. offense should be really good. So I'm with you. I'm not predicting a bad year here. And if San Fran comes calling and says, you know what, we'll give you a four-year contract and here are the figures and it's favorable, I could see Kirk saying, you know what, I'm going to take the chance to go play for my buddy Kyle. Yeah, and I don't know what, what San Fran's, you know, cap situation is. It's, they got a lot of great players, so i got to imagine they're paying those those players, you know, pretty top dollar. So um, would they still be more inclined to say, you know what, we like this quarterback on a rookie deal. We don't know that the difference in, you know, what, because again, you know, Cousins is, even if he says, you know what, I'll take less to go play for a championship team. It's still going to be a lot of money. It's still going to be more than a guy on a rookie deal. And so I don't know if they would be able to squeeze it in there. Um, Rams. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine there's, you know, we see bridge quarterbacks and, and when we say bridge, we tend to think, journeyman who's you know never really done a whole lot i mean it's probably the wrong connotation you know um but teams may look at cousins as a bridge quarterback does you know until they can they're right there feel like they're have a chance to and they don't want to go with the young guy he might be attractive to a number of teams but again and and i i even if he plays out this year i still think there's a good chance you know, depending on where they're drafting and how much, how high they can move up, right? That that they say, you know what, let's try to get something done with a shorter term, you know, two year thing with Kirk and CP stays until they can figure out in the draft who they're going to, you know, who their guy's going to be. Agreed. And look, two years w- would be ideal. Like that, that yeah. would be the sweet spot. But you brought up a question, which is, w- would a team pay him? Like, b- would a team go five years, four years? And the problem is, common sense is no. Because, like, you're not going to take him yeah. to age 40. You're not really going to want to do that. But we know for a fact, when it comes to quarterbacks, common sense goes out the window. Like, that's why yeah. I struggle to answer a question that I could definitive, definitively answer with most positions because I don't know. And all it takes is a couple teams. Like, the you know, the Jets have literally hitched their wagon to a guy who's what now, 40-ish? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it, uh, you know, yeah. it's hard. It's hard but to isn't it, isn't it fascinating? Every year. How many quarterbacks are going to first? I think there's going to be a lot this year. I mean, your top two picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what, you know, Milton does at Tennessee. Just gigantic arm. Um, if he has a good year, what what people, I'm sure they'll fall in love with his arm. I'm sure the, the jersey's on its way to your oh, house already. It's, it's, I'm yeah. sure the Milton jersey will go right by the Manning one, and you'll be sucking down Surly on Saturdays it, watching the It'll ball. be hard. It'll be hard for me not to wear the Manning jersey over I mean. You really have to do something um, to, to make me not wear. I love the banding jersey. That's the greatest ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My Carla, my colleague Mark Craig just teases me to no end when I put on. He says I'm too old for the Manning jersey, but um, I'll never be too old for. Peyton well, and you weren't then. You were like 28. Yeah, but 27. I <laughs> I no, I know, but at the time, but yeah. it's yeah. You're, when I bought it, yeah. Prolo- now, now, if you went out and got a Vols jersey now for, from like Milton, then it's yeah. a joke. Then you're an embarrassment. <laughs> but you're wearing a jersey from your from your twenties when you were juggling right, yeah. beers, and you know there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it, it's fascinating because you know, 
everybody is so desperate to find that guy. And then, you know, the teams that don't, uh, you know, you, you try to see if you can squeeze something out of a veteran who's, you don't want to have to go through the growing pains of a young quarterback. So um, I don't, I have no idea what situation the Vikings are going to be in next year. Let's say they go nine and eight. I think that's probably a realistic number, right? Um, I don't think they're winning 13 games again. Um, but let's say nine and eight, 10 and seven, whatever. Um, it's not rebuilding, Judd. And are you going to be in position to go up and get one of those top guys? I mean, I, it's fascinating to me well, how they're going to kind of figure this thing out. And And then – to that point, if you sort of go down that road, the offense that that will be two years that Kirk will have finally been in the same offensive yeah. system. One would assume that the defense is going to tick up. So yeah. I, I guess if, if you tried to go, let's say a two year extension with Kirk next March, you could sell sell him on, hey, this is coming together nicely. You're a key part here. We don't yeah. want to replace you, um, and and we've got a chance to win. So, like, I, I could see a sales pitch again. I just don't know with Kirk because his personality and, like, him at the podium is so different yeah. from who I think he truly is at times. I could see him – vindictive is too strong a word. But I could see him saying, hey, you know what? You didn't do it last March. I've got opportunities now. And yeah. to, to what you said before, if a team or two loses its mind and said, we'll do five years, he probably takes that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, and – you're talking about a lot more guaranteed money in five versus two. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's rolled the dice on himself throughout his career. I mean, that's kind of been his reputation. I mean, we've seen it the way he's done his contracts and, um, you know, everything that went on with Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know who has the leverage in this situation. Him? Um, I, assume. I, don't, I don't think it's clear yet. I yeah, think it's going I'm, to become clear as the season progresses. Correct. And, you know, that, it's going to be interesting to see also from just a team-building standpoint of Quasi's philosophy, because I, I do think internally there is a, as there is probably internally in every NFL building, man, if you could hit on a young quarterback that you don't have to pay, <laughs> you know, $35 million, $40 million, how much different your t- your roster building can be. But boy, you, you have to be – you just got to get it right. And so often right. teams don't get it right. And so um, is there going to be an appetite, even if Cousins plays well, to say, you know what, man, it'd be nice to have an inexpensive quarterback if we can hit right in the, in the draft and build the team out elsewhere. I don't know. I mean, it's it's, you know – I I just don't know that they're going to be in a position, Judd, draft-wise, to move up and get one of those top guys. Well, probably not, because my my prediction is this. I think the team that gets the the first pick, and it sounds like there is, uh, despite the fact it's not talked about a lot, it sounds like there's a gap between the Southern Cal kid and the North Carolina kid. Yeah, well, I think think Caleb Williams, I think, I mean, he wants to see tanking. You will see tanking this year. That's what I'm saying, but they're going to be yeah. tanking. Like, I think Tampa Bay is purposely going to be as bad as they possibly can be. I think if the Cardinals get the pick, there's a good chance that they try to move on from Kyler Murray. So yeah. I don't know that it's going to be possible to trade up for that pick. Maybe the second pick, but I think yeah. the first one is going to be a team 
that says we are going to be as bad as we could possibly be, particularly to try and get Caleb Williams. Yeah, and they're not they're not trading now that you got a shot to get him. Um, May, I mean, he's terrific. I, I assume he's going to be the number two pick, and um, but it'll be interesting to see. You know, this quarterback group. I mean, it's I think there'll be a handful of them that go first round. I assume. You know. Mm-hmm. So do they fall in love with, you know, what's your assessment there? Three, then? four, five. After May, as, as a guy who watches a ton of college football, what's your assessment of the the first round quarterback class as a whole? Yeah, I have to see. I mean, um, i trying to think who all is going to be in there. I mean, Milton's going to be an intriguing prospect just physically. Um, his, his biggest thing is, I mean, he was dynamic <clears throat> in the bowl game. Um, accuracy if you you know and and again you know what's going to be the knock the system the tennessee system can you separate but his i mean when you look at his um just his physical attributes in his arm i mean he has a unbelievable arm that is going to wow people but it's just accuracy with him so um and i'm trying to think who else is in that junior class or you know going to be a junior that i don't know off the top of my head but i think there's i think this is regarded as a pretty good quarterback class. So, so they'll, you know, probably not going to be one or two, but three, four, five, you know, would they be happy with that quarterback? Um, We'll see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's why, I mean, to certainly a degree here, why Kevin O'Connell was hired. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's this is where you previously didn't have a person in that building who yeah. you trusted, and now you do. So, like, I mean, O'Connell, ultimately his his time as the coach here will be judged largely by wins and losses and on-field play. But a very close second, I think it's going to be his, his first QB that he drafts, well, his first guy. And there's a there has to be a trust there until he proves he can't do it that he can get that decision right. Well, and think about how you know this was a conversation every off season. It seemed like during the Spillman era, it's like when are you going to get your guy? And you know, through circumstances that you know, Teddy's knee, you know, that the that sent him down different paths. But um, this is a question that's been pounding this organization for generations right can you get that franchise quarterback i mean the last time that they looked like they had stopped on one truly was culpepper yeah and you know he he got off to a you know i I think he was basically the second best quarterback to peyton in 2004 could have been the mvp got off to that terrible start in 2005 and then you know went down in carolina with a knee problem and that was it but that's really the last time that the vikings had a quarterback that they had drafted and developed who had any amount, because Teddy really didn't, had any no. amount of success and longevity and we thought might be a long-term solution. I know Mike thought Teddy was going to be that. Zimmer thought Teddy was going to be a guy. I don't know that he ever would have risen to, you know, let's say he stays healthy. Don't tell Declan that. Don't tell Declan. I know. I, know. I mean, there are people. Loves Teddy. 
Guys, I know there are people that, that, that would argue that, that they thought he was going to be. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think Teddy Bridgewater would have was what Mike wanted because he didn't make a ton of mistakes and he was very safe. And Mike thought he could win with defense. I think the problem now in retrospect is, is eventually at some point in time, um, and yes, things went out with, with Kirk as well for Mike personally, but I think at some point in time too, the game shifted to offense even more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you could bring Zimmer in now and say, just be a scout defense and actually be successful to be like a championship contender. 2014-15, you sort of still had that confidence that defense could take take you a long ways. I don't know in the regular season that's as possible now. No, especially when you see Mahomes and Burrow and Hurt. I mean, these quarterbacks, it's like... And Jefferson. I mean, guys like that too. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to say, you know you can just win with any quarterback and just don't mess it up. You know, I mean, that, right. that's just not, that's not going to take you uh, uh, to where you want to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I assume Kirk will get answered, asked about it again, training camp, his first uh, thing. And then, you know, it'll just be a storyline that we follow all through the season. And then, um, you know, obviously after the season, that's going to be a big time, big time decision. I do think the one good thing for Vikings fans is I do not expect it at all to adverse him adversely impact no. him. I don't no. think it's going to bother. He's done it before. Well, I mean, hell, he played on franchise tag, tags mm-hmm. back-to-back years. But that's the one thing is I think his personality, I think he might have been, I think he was disappointed that they didn't talk extension or offer one up. But Long now, term. Right. But now that it's not been done, I think he'll, he'll be fine. But it sets up a really intriguing question about which direction does this team go, and also from that standpoint, like what sort of the what's the threshold, the, what's the line for the Vikings to say, you know what, we can't let this guy go. Is In terms of win, oh, that's it. I mean, it's like, like what do the they line? need to see? Yeah, what do you need to see that tells you, okay, you're on the cusp. Right or something, you know. Um, no, going back to your original point, I, it it won't. I would be stunned, beyond stunned, if it becomes a distraction. I just don't think that's who Cousins is. I don't think it'll, you know. We saw him just in our interactions at, you know, OTM minicamp interactions he had with players. Take him out. I don't think it's going to be something he pouts about, something he worries, obsesses about, because he's been in this situation. And and the other thing is. I mean, we talked about leverage a while ago. It's like, he knows if he has a good season, he's getting a job somewhere. And he's right. going to get another payday. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, this might be my last year in the NFL. No, it's not none of that. Um, he knows he's going to have a job somewhere. So um, it might, if anything, it might, you know, we see guys in contract years, you know, how they perform. Right. So, And what's funny is the Vikings want him to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Like he's being put in a position, and they want him – so, so like, if he forces them to make a financial decision, that's a tough one. That's sort yeah. of the goal. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's this weird. It, it, it's very yeah. interesting. It's very intricate. You, hey, nothing would please him more than have a great season, make it, you know, postseason run, and have to pay him. I mean, that's what you want. So, but, you know, it also jacks up the price, too, from other people that might be interested in that, too. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be uh, – like that's why I thought 
there might be a meeting in the middle. Um, but sounds like there's not going to be it, at least before the season. Last question for you off the uh, cousins topic, but I have heard more and read more national stuff in the past month or so. And in particular about the loss of Dalvin cook and Adam Thielen. And the perception nationally is that the Vikings are rebuilding, that they've torn apart their roster, that Dalvin Pat, Pat McAfee, who's, by the way, pretty damn good, and a former yeah. player himself, talked about, you know, the Dalvin Cook was a key reason Justin Jefferson was so successful and the loss of Dalvin Cook. What's your, what's your dime store theory? Because I think that that talk is all so ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not a Vikings apologist, but those two guys, we watched them every game yeah. last year. I ain't going down the path of the loss of these two guys is going to affect this offense adversely. Yeah, names, popular names, names that we know. Like we yes. equate that we, <clears throat> you you think of someone in their prime, and that's how you just assume they're still in their prime because it's a big name and they they produce a high level. I mean, Adam Thielen was what their fourth option by the end of last year, receiving option. Yeah, I mean he wasn't you know involved really at all. Um, I think they'll miss Dalvin's home run ability. And we saw the splash plays last year. But I think when Kevin O'Connell talks about being more efficient in the running game, I think to me that is take out the zero runs, yes. the minus two yards. I mean, they had so many of those yes. that, that it negated. Not not negated, but, I mean, Dalvin had, what, four, three or four really splash plays that either changed games or won games um, or put him back in position to win a game. Um but man, there was just so many of those negative runs, or just runs where you're, you're second at nine, or second and eleven, or second thirteen. I think they want to eliminate those, or, or minimize those, and I think that's where. I don't know that the national people are actually paying close attention to those. You know, they just think of Dalvin. He's, you know, he's a productive. He's been a productive guy. So, um, I, I, I don't think it's going to affect their offense. I really don't. I think it's going to be a top ten scoring offense again. I know there's been a lot of talk about them running the ball more and being more effective. I I don't know what that means. They didn't really – where did they finish? 27th in carries in the, in the league yeah. last year. But the goal is to get two, three yards or, you know, three, three four or yards. four yards yeah. on first down. So now it's second. I, I mean, Kevin O'Connell's life is going to be based around being in third and short to set up opportunities. Yeah. That's what he yeah. wants. He doesn't want a big – he's not trying to find a home run run game. He wants efficiency. And, and you know, Chip, this crystallized to me in the last couple of weeks, and I never thought about it, although we talked about this a lot at the time. Adrian Peterson's famine, famine, feast. Okay? Famine, fam- yeah, famine, fam- Which was a great saying, which was entirely yeah. true. And that's what Dalvin was at times last season. But the difference is this. If you're going to be that, you need to be AP in his prime. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he would lose two yards, one yard, knock any yard, and then how often break off seventy-five yards? Like yeah. you, that—that's not—that's not a recipe for success if you have a handful or fewer of big runs in a season. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, and I, I don't know how many you know Alvin had total, but and I just don't think that's what O'Connell wants with his system. No, I don't think he wants famine, famine feast. You know, he wants efficiency, consistency. Um, yeah, would he want explosive runs? Sure, I mean, of course, but 
I just think he, I, I think it just the, you know, the lack of consistency, I think it drove him crazy um, mm-hmm. in terms of being able to, you know, run the offense he wants. So, um, so that's where I, but I, I do think it's just, Hey, we know these guys, we know their names, we know their careers, we know what they've done. And you just assume they're still capable of that. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, I had no problem with the philosophical direction they went. And I don't think it's, I think this offense is still going to be highly, highly productive. Agreed. Yep. Great stuff. Chipper have a great fourth and we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right, brother. We'll see you, man. You take care.